0: What's up, everybody? This is The Booch, and this shout-out goes to all of the members of The Booch Cast Nation. On behalf of the entire team and all of my affiliates, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you guys so much from the bottom of our hearts for your continued support of The Booch Cast. Whether it's wrestling recaps, interviews, politics, variety shows movie reviews whatever episodes we come out with you guys listen you guys tune in and you show your support and it means the world to us and we're going to commence with this latest episode in just a moment but i want to take this opportunity right now to let you guys know something really huge that is going on in the world of the booch i am now officially on cameo That's right, the cameo. The same cameo where celebrities go and give personal shout-out videos for all their fans. And I'm here to let you guys know that for the affordable price of just $25, you can get a personalized video from me on Cameo and it can be for any occasion that you want. You got somebody you want me to wish a happy birthday? I'll make it happen. You want me to congratulate someone on graduating high school or college? I'll make it happen. Whether it's a happy holidays video, it can be a gender reveal, it can be somebody who needs some motivation you want the boots to motivate you or if you got somebody in your life that you want to break up with, I'll help make the breakup happen. Or if you got somebody in your life that you want to tell to fuck off and you want it done booch style all you got to do is go to cameo.com slash booch 365 there'll be a link in the description box of every episode of the booch cast from now till the end of time go there book your video customize it however you want let me know how you want it done and i will make it happen for you so go to cameo.com slash boots three six five right now and book your personalized video today for the affordable price of twenty-five dollars. And now on with the show.
1: Lutes vials. Irritating little crumb horns. Okay at the person across from you now Feel the sweet spark of connection If you don't screw up this moment somehow Maybe you won't die alone Don't be too needy or bring up your ex Don't say sex. Trust me, I promise she knows. And now her defenses are starting to fall. Smile and return her affection. If you don't manage to ruin it all, maybe you won't die
0: What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on the Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent, He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Absolutely. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Boochcast. The one,
2: the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude and dude? That's, yes, this is me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Gene, speaking, I'm not that broke. I don't know if I am yet. But, otherwise than that, somewhat of Curtis, Kenny, Kenny and Kel. Oh, here we go.
0: Yes, we got a hell of a show, uh, for you guys, uh, this week. But before we get into that, I think there's one quick thing we would need to talk about. Uh, just because of the simple fact that we've talked about this during the NXT recap before, uh, we had some shit to say on the subject, but I think we gotta talk about this real quick.
2: Mm-hmm. I oh, don't know. I know exactly where you're going with this. <laughs> am
0: I? Do you? Uh, I don't know. What are you talking about here? Uh, uh, the fact that CM
2: Punk is in the WWE? Yep, and know what that is, Mr. Bidibucci? What's that? That's a fuck you to Tony Khan. That's a fuck you to, uh, the wannabe Hardy Boys. Who are those fuckers again? What they called again? They're the dumb fucks.
0: I mean Young Bucks.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. It's a fuck you also to... His name kind of reminds me from a guy who wears orange in South Park.
0: Who's that? Uh, Kenny
2: Beta, I mean Omega. Oh yeah, that's right. So once again, A.W., you fucking morons. <laughs> also, uh, one of the, you forgot one the person. Oh yeah, uh, good RKO, personal favorite of mine, Randy Orton, and the one thing I noticed, he is fucking... Big. He's a lot bigger than he was before. Yes, but that's not what I was referring to. What are you referring
0: to, sir? You forgot one person in the fuck you category. Good no. old Jackoff Perry. Oh, I'm that's stuck. right. I forgot about him. Oops. Yeah, no disrespect to Randy Orton, but that wasn't where I was going with this. I just knew we had to address CM Punk because we talked about CM Punk on the NXT show before and how his firing from AEW was part of the reason why we stopped the AEW recaps completely, or at least I did.
2: I know you You left after the brawl out. Yeah, okay. You left after the first one. Yeah, I was like, fuck I, I helped Hold on See until this. the
0: Jackoff Perry incident. Alistair Linsky,
2: if all pieces even stopped because of it, I should tell you something how much of a fucking mark he was for AEW. Good God almighty. Dude, he waved the flag. He was the reason that I would talk about AEWs because of all this. Uh, f- flag, f- flag, f- flag.
0: Flag. 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 Sorry, sorry, everybody. I had to interject. we already said flag. Flag. Just had to verify that. Sorry, I- I'll go back to the basket now. Alright, I just want to talk about that real quick. Holy shit, CM Punk is back, how fucking yeah, awesome that yeah. is, you know, so obviously we'll talk more about that, or me, uh, Desmond, and the wins, we'll talk more about that on the mail. soap opera moment. Okay,
2: one thing, and and Seth Rollins was fucking livid. Oh, he was pissed. He, he was pissed. I was like, uh-oh. So, shall we show? Yes. Okie dokie then, let's
0: do this. Yes, so we're going to kick things off here with our first official match of the evening for the NXT Tag Team Titles. The family defends the titles
2: against Los Lotharios. Now, Lose Thursday didn't have time to come out to the ring. Now, did they? Because apparently, the family got their asses kicked. Well deserved. Jesus Christ. Uh, A a, a little tickle in my throat, though. From last week's show. Unfortunately, guys, sorry I could not show up. Things came up, but I'm here now. But this right here was a great opening bout. Was it not, Vinny? It was awesome. It was fucking great. Because you want to know (laughs) why it was fucking great? Why is that? Because it had a little thing called Zai. Psychology. Was that good right there?
0: That was very good. Was that awesome? Yeah.
2: I was like, cool. Kind of awesome, like the Miz? No.
0: Not even close. That's insulting. Please don't ever <laughs> say that on the show again.
2: Awesome. No? Basket. <laughs> no! I don't want to go to the bed. Don't make me go to the basket. Don't make me go to the basket. Then apologize to the listeners. I'm sorry. Thank you. Not really, it's, but okay. Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> I'd kill him but I'm <laughs> pressing for time. So This anyway. this was great. I love the fuck out of the hell out of this. This was great. And uh It really was. And um my favorite, my favorite fucking spot is when Right before the uh the uh, when they hit the bottom, oh, when um uh, Tony Greene is like, "I love you, dude. I love you like a brother." And Tony's like, "What the hell are you fucking doing?" It's like, "You gotta go," and he tossed his ass over the top rope. i was like, "Did you see that part right there?" Yes. That was a good spot, was it not?
0: It was great. It was funny as hell because he's sitting there going like, "What is he?" He's just, just sitting there going like, "What the hell is he doing?" What is he talking about? But he's basically letting him know, I, because he saw the guy getting up. So he gave him a hip toss over the top rope. He lands on top of the other guy. Basically, Tony sacrificing Stax okay. to get the other guy out of there so he can pin one, two, three. So obviously, Stax isn't mad about it. He gets it. I'm sure in the first moment, he's kind of like, what the fuck is Tony doing to me? But then he understood. I'm taking out the other guy so that we can get this pinfall victory. And I loved it because this is wrestling. This is tag team wrestling. And that's what I love about seeing in tag team wrestling, especially in NXT. The combo moves, the fluidity, the fact that these guys know how to put on tag team matches. I have yet to see the family have a bad tag team match, literally with anybody. I haven't either. And they're trying to establish some top tag teams here, especially since we now know for sure, officially, one of the top tag teams in NXT is no longer here anymore. And of course, we're referring to the Creed Brothers. They've officially been called up. In fact, they won a tag team turmoil. They got a big fucking push on the main roster, because they are now the number one contenders to Finn Balor and Damian Priest Ooh. for the under Undisputed tag team titles. The question is, will they take the belts off of them? And here's my answer to that. Depends on whether Damien's ready to cash that briefcase in.
2: Are they want to do it on free TV or wait to the Royal Rumble?
0: I, I don't know. I'm not saying I don't know when he was. I'm not saying I don't know when he's going to cash it in. I'm saying this though. I'm saying, assuming he's going to cash it in and win the title, because he could he could fail the cash in. But if he's going to cash in and win the world title one of two things has to happen. Either he has to drop, either him and Finn have to drop the tag belts, or once he wins the world title, they have to invoke the free bird rule and give the tag title to J.D. McDonough. This way, everybody in the group has gold. Because JD is the only one that doesn't have gold. They brag about dripping in gold, yet you have one member that doesn't have a title on it. So what better way to do that than to have Damian Priest be the world champion, Finn and JD are the tag champs, Dominic still got the North American title, more on that later, and Rhea, of course, still the women's champion because she beat Zoe Stark. But anyway, point is, they're trying to establish new tag teams here. And Loza Therese is a big part of it. Although, I've been hearing rumors on the net This is not confirmed, but I've heard this. They might be calling up Los Lothario soon, and they're going to use the two of them to build a new faction with Santos Escobar. Because for those of you who may not know, assuming you don't watch the main roster stuff, Santos Escobar is no longer part of the LWO. He turned on Rey Mysterio and pretty much kicked everybody else out. He was done with Zelina Vega, which made sense because Zelina was not an original member of Legado del Fantasma to begin with. They basically said fuck you to Elektra Lopez and kept her in NXT and put Zelina Vega in there for reasons that make no fucking sense. But he has the two other people, you know, the two guys, uh, uh, you know, Wild-, Wild and Mendoza, and he was mad at the fact that they were siding with Zelina over him. And it's not they weren't siding with anybody, they were just saying Santos is out of line. Santos is like, like, I made you two. You guys are dead weight. I don't need you. And attack them. And that's when Carlito came out. Made the say. Got the arm injury. All that shit. But the point is, Santos is going to need backup now to go after the LWO. They're saying Los Lotharios might get called up to be the backup to Santos. Since Santos is big on Lucha Libre tradition. They're obviously big on Lucha Libre tradition. So that would work. And it also would make sense, if they're going to get called up, that they wouldn't win the NXT tag team titles. That they would keep them on the family. So like I said. This was a great opening to the show and a great example of how tag team wrestling is supposed to be done. Shit like this reminds me why I prefer NXT over everything else. Because you get to see wrestling at its finest. There's very few bad matches in the show.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed the living hell out of this right here. It was great, <clears late, throat> it was hard hitting, it was something to watch, and it wasn't a bunch of Spot Monkey fucking Marge hitting the Binny Hill song. But well, we don't deal with fucking Spot Monkeys where I come from. See,
0: we all men and we fucking fight, and that's exactly what we did. What we- happened last week? What, do you, what do you mean what happened last week? We celebrated. We had a good time. We got some payoffs. Oh, no. One payoff was a little light, but we took care of that. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. We took care of it. You took know. care
2: of it, huh? Yeah. Took I'm care just, of it. What, 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 what hey. happened? Oh, no, no, no. Oh yeah, that's right. You and your little fucking lackey got their ass kicked. Yeah, and what happened? And what happened? What happened last last night? You got your redemption back, but I thought it was funny as hell. Yeah. Keep on running that fucking dick sucker not, don't any longer, you're gonna get your ass kicked again, huh? I'm still a tag team champion. I whooped ass when it counted,
0: and guess what? What? We brought the fight back to them. You jump me, I jump you. Simple as fucking that. And they got their asses handed to them. They got a hell of a lot more. than fucking claw marks on their fucking bodies now. They got bruises, they got bumps, they got everything in between. They're black and blue. They would have been red all over, but unfortunately, (laughs) WWE won't let us make them red all over. That's all right. They got a no-blood policy. That doesn't mean shit can't happen behind the scenes, all right? All I'm saying is, look, I'm just saying, the contractor was sick. There were keys to the locker room. Let God be the judge. That's all I got to fucking say.
2: No, that's all I have to say to... Dick. And then of course we cut to the uh,
0: backstage area where we see um, the NXT champion Ilya Dragunov. Apparently Nathan Fraser is uh, talking about how you know Baron Corbin brags about the fact that he lives a you know a lifestyle of everything like we talked about before on the show where Finn Balor brags about the fact that he sees his family all the time and they live in a house together and Ilya Dragunov basically lives alone because his family's overseas because he's here pursuing his dream rather than uproot the entire family. And some people said that, you know, maybe Baron Corbin does have a better life, and maybe, you know. Doing all this isn't worth being away from your family. Well, apparently Dragunov heard all that, got pissed off, and decided to challenge Nathan Fraser to a match later on in the show. Because apparently he took offense to everything he was saying, even though you know Dragunov considers this a worthy sacrifice. He's pursuing his dream. He's the NXT champion. He's on top of the world. He, He cares about his family, but also knows he can't see them every day. And I guess he took things personally. Even though Nathan meant no disrespect by what he was saying, he just felt that Corbin had some valid points. Either way, Dragon off wants to kick his ass now.
2: Nathan Frazier, don't bring up a man's family. That's all you have to do and now you got a pissed off Russian after you. So, uh, uh, so, um, that was a stupid fucking move, dude. And, and, Jacking Off I like, Nathan Frazier I don't like, so let's move on with the rest of our day. That we will. As, uh, we cut to the backstage
0: area, we see Lexus King, who craps on Jensen for not getting picked for the Iron Survivor when Briggs and Fallon Henley were. Obviously, both had qualifying matches. Uh, Briggs got in to the uh, Iron Survivor. I don't think Fallon Henley did. Um, but, you know, Bridge gets involved and says Jensen will show King what he's worth tonight in a match.
2: Basically, Lexus King said, like, ha ha, you didn't get in. And then and, and, uh, Briggs is like, Want to talk shit? Bring it, bitch.
0: Basically. Well, that's the thing. Lexus King is basically just going around trying to stir the pot and piss people off. He's trying to see if he can get under people's skin or create ego problems, which that's what a lot of times people do. They want to drive wedges between people because some people have egos. Like some, you know, they say things like, you know, hey, uh," you know, hey, I noticed that guy got an award and you didn't get an award, you know? It kind of sucks seeing as how, you know, you're just as talented as he is. You start thinking, yeah, I am just as talented as he is. Next thing you know, you're getting pissed off at a guy for winning an award for no reason other than having an overinflated ego, which I think was something he was trying to do, but Briggs and Jensen are smarter than that. They're not falling for that shit. And also, it's not Briggs or Fallon Henley's fault, fault that Jensen didn't get picked. The Hall of Famers get to make their choice. So for Jensen to be mad about that would be stupid. You can't. It's not. You can't get mad at them for for decisions that Hall of Famers made. The Hall of Famers get to pick who goes in. Speaking of which, we see a good old. Jerry the King Lawler, who chooses uh the Iron Survivor qualifying matches for this week. And we got the first one right here. This is the one he picked for the women. This Uh-oh. is the Iron Survivor qualifying match. Uh-oh. We have Kiana James goes one-on-one against
2: Kalani Jordan. Um I don't know what to say here. Do you? Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, this match started off kind of boring because I, I I like um, Kiana James, but I really do not like Kiana Jordan. She's way too green and getting way too much of a pusher there. Everything's going fine. Everything's going Danny. Like, both these ladies put on a good show. Did they not? Both these women did amazing. Yeah, they, they let, me you,
0: let me tell you something. Best match Kalani Jordan has had since I've seen her on TV. So, yes, she's still green, but she's not greener than baby shit. Like, she's gotten better. She's learning. She can keep up. And and she's got people who not only can, you know, make her look good, but have the ability to also slow down a little bit to help her keep up. You know, they're not they're not out there trying to embarrass her. Because that's a key thing that people need to learn when you have a match. Unless you're doing some kind of storyline where you're the veteran trying to outshine, outclass, and embarrass the rookie, you don't out-wrestle the person you're in the ring with. You work with them. Because that's the only way you can put together a good match. So if Kiana James needs to slow down in certain places for Kalani to keep up, she can do that. Also, get people in the right spots. Know the right things. Find out what Kalani Jordan can do. What she can't do. Stay away from the shit that she can't do. And emphasize what she can do. That's what you need to know. You don't need to know all the wrestling moves in the world to be a great wrestler. You just need to know the basics. And you need to know enough good moves that you can put on a match.
2: Or game say don't do shit that you don't, don't, don't know how to do.
0: Exactly. That's the point. If you don't know how to do it don't do it. Don't feel like you have to be like the crazy spot monkeys and do all the diving shit. There are plenty of guys who don't dive and still put on great matches.
2: We mentioned one earlier in Randy Orton. And then everything was going fine and then, then all of a sudden um, James hits a 410K but gets distracted by, uh, by a little <laughs> ring of the fucking bell. And it turns out to be Vinny's personal fucking favorite, Roxanne Perez. And also Kieran Jordan gets uh, kicks uh James in the head, hits a spit leg moonsault for the one, two, three, win. Vinny, do you have something to say? Oh yeah, I have a plenty. Go ahead, There's a bit of beauty.
0: This is a great match until this fucking finish. This is the dumbest fucking finish I have ever seen. It was embarrassing, it was stupid, and it did nothing to elevate storylines or anything important. This basically makes Roxanne Perez look like a sore loser and a dumbass. And it puts Kalani Jordan in the Iron Survivor Challenge. And again, I've said, Kalani Jordan is making vast improvements. This bitch does not belong in the goddamn Iron Survivor Challenge. She doesn't. She ain't ready for the women's title. She ain't about that life. Kiana James, on the other hand, is about that life, is ready, and is actually a fucking star. And you hear me talk about this all the time we need more stars in modern wrestling we've got enough people who can wrestle okay we got it we know you can wrestle we know you can work we know you can do the moves and the flips and all the fancy bullshit. we need stars who can draw money that's the biggest problem with modern wrestling today It's NXT, it's the main roster, it's definitely AEW. Impact, whatever. The biggest problem is you have too many wrestlers and not enough stars. Wrestlers are good for the opening contest. They're also good for mid card title matches. But you need stars to hold your world title. You need stars to draw money. You need stars to put the asses in the seats. So you have a crowd to watch the wrestling. Do you understand? Do I need to clarify this anymore? Nope. Roxanne Perez? Ain't it. Nope. Kalani Jordan? Ain't it. Nope. Kiana James? She it. She it. (coughs) Most definitely. She it. A hundred percent. Now, so I was disappointed in this fucking match. Like I said, like I said, before the finish, I loved everything. But as I mentioned before... If the finish sucks, the match sucks. I said, it's like watching a movie or a TV show. You could be watching a great movie with action-packed shit, but if the ending sucks, you don't walk out of there with a smile on your face, do you?
2: No, you do not.
0: You're kind of pissed. Or you're following a TV show. You're binge-watching the shit out of it. You get to the last season. It's shit. Or you get to the final episode, and the final episode is shit.
2: You're pissed off. Because you just invested all this fucking time. And they didn't wrap it up properly. Game of Thrones, of course, being an example. I knew it. I knew it was coming. And Arrow, too. The ginger was not happy with Arrow as well. Yeah, but I'm saying... When I those... understand where you come coming from, now. Yeah,
0: so the match, the finish is everything. That's the pop that matters. So that was fucking stupid. Then we cut to the backstage area with Chad Gable and the rest of Alpha Academy, who, in their own unique way with their promos, challenge Metaphor to a six-man mixed tag match Catch next
2: week. I didn't see what happened. I, I did watch bits and pieces of the match last week, so basically Alpha Academy is challenging the uh, crappy metaphor to a tag team match. Yeah. Whoopee. Basically, it's three on three, two guys and
0: a girl versus two guys and a girl. Okay. The question is, which two guys from Alpha Academy I don't know if they specified that. Like, is it going to be Chad Gable and Otis and Maxine? It's definitely going to be Maxine. Or is it going to be Chad Tazawa and Maxine? Or is it going to be Otis Tazawa and Maxine? I think Chad Gable is going to be the other guy. I My opinion is going to be Chad, Otis, and Maxine. That's who I think is going to do it. Okay. And the reason I think Chad is because something happens later in the show, but I won't address it right now. Okay. Then we cut to, we see the NXT Anonymous Twitter page. I didn't see this. Well, there's a video that pops up. Basically, in the video, it shows Trick Williams coming into the building. This is the night Trick Williams got attacked. It's October 17th. So this is when Trick Williams was attacked. He's here getting ready, getting prepared for the Fatal 4-Way. because He's about to, you know, get a shot the NXT Championship, you see Lexus King staring at Trick Williams and then all of a sudden, he looks both ways, he sneaks in and he walks into, runs into the room where Trick Williams was at. So now, of course, because of this video, many are speculating that it, it was in fact Lexus King who attacked Trick Williams. And the question is, why? What was the point of
2: him attacking Trick Williams?
0: Logically, there isn't any. For the simple fact that he has no personal
2: issue with Trick Williams.
0: I only have one theory on how it could be Lexus King. And how's that? I think... Carmelo Hayes put Lexus King up to it. And I'll tell you why I think that. Because like I said, Lexus King has no reason to attack Trick Williams. Obviously, everyone for weeks thought it was Carmelo Hayes. We were all convinced it was Carmelo Hayes for a period of time obviously there's no evidence linking Carmelo Hayes to the incident. Which is why I'm glad. Because obviously if it was Carmelo Hayes, it would be predictable. There's been times where we've seen people get attacked and it was predictable. The best example was when the Undertaker was in a vegetative state back in 2010. And we were trying to figure out who attacked the Undertaker. Kane was on a mission to find out who attacked his brother. Everyone was convinced it was Kane. At one point they had us speculating it could be Rey Mysterio. If you thought it was Rey Mysterio, you're a fucking idiot. Let's make that very clear. That was the dumbest accusation ever. Courtesy of Red Foreman. Dumbass! Mm. Exactly. <laughs> and then finally, when The Undertaker showed up, he goes, he looks at Ray, but then Undertaker really turns around and basically lets everybody know it was Kane who attacked him. And then The Undertaker goes to attack Kane. Kane tombstones him, eventually takes out Ray, wins the match, whatever. And then Kane's the world heavyweight Champion, and then he reveals it was him who put him in the vegetative state. It's like we all fucking knew. So here, best way to throw you off track is to hire somebody. And it works because it also reminds me of when Stone Cold Steve Austin got run over with the car back in 99. Mm-hmm. And in 2000, this was about 10 months that um, Austin was gone. He comes back to try to find out who ran him over. We find out it was Rikishi, which made no fucking sense. But Rikishi made it make sense by basically saying, you know, I stole The Rock's keys out of his bag because The Rock and Rikishi are family. And, you know, he saw Stone Cold in the parking lot. You know, the WWE's always been about the great white hope. They let the Island Boys in, but they were always held back. Obviously, that's not the case anymore if you've seen the bloodline. But they talk about, you know, that whole storyline. And it made us believe Rikishi acted alone. We later found out that it was Triple H who put Rikishi up to it. He put... Rikishi up to the whole thing, which made sense because for a period of time, everyone thought it was Triple H who ran over Stone Cold. Everyone was convinced it was Triple H. At one point, they had us thinking it could be The Rock, but everyone was convinced it was Triple H, and they threw us off the trail and then circled back around. So I know what they're doing here. They're gonna, we're gonna. lexus King is the one who physically attacked Trick Williams, but eventually we're gonna find out Carmelo Hayes paid him off and put him up to it and that's gonna lead to their breakup and that's gonna lead to the fight between Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams eventually they're gonna lock up whoop
2: that trick what what that trick yeah what that trick uh-huh one more Whoa that trick i like it okay moving on sir well moving
0: on we gotta talk about this oh we do because i'm gonna be brutally honest with everybody here what we're about to talk about right now is the thing that i was most looking forward to on this entire show i'll be honest i did not give a single fuck about anything other than this and it's the big reveal of Andre Chase and Chase U Under Investigation, just because I had to know what it was that caused the students to walk away, that caused the scandal, that caused everything. And he talks about, you know, he wants to be upfront and honest about everything that's going on. And the first thing he addresses is the fact that, you know, he's been forthcoming with the investigation, and he's been cooperating with everybody, and obviously the investigators are cooperating with him. And he admits that there has been some scandals as far as misappropriating funds and gambling issues that Andre Chase had. And he openly admits
2: that it's all Completely true. Kind of reminds me from the chick from Frequent Fall House, right?
0: No. Okay. This is a different. that was a different admission scandal. Okay. okay. Basically, that was an admission scandal, because what happened with the girl from Fuller House? In Full House, uh, the girl who played Aunt Becky. Uh, Basically, what happened with her was they were getting their kids scholarships to go to college and basically setting them up in a way where they were like getting scholarships for certain sports and stuff without actually having to play the sport or for whatever reason. Or they just playing really suck at it. Yeah, Yeah. or they found ways to like, they were trying to pay people off to get into the college. And once they found that out, that's how they went to jail because it's against the law to give scholarship money. To people who aren't really eligible for scholarships, there are certain requirements you have to meet in order to get those scholarships, whether it be an academic scholarship, an athletic scholarship, you got to go through proper channels. And they were basically bribing the admissions people to skip the standards. So that's different than what's going on here. Basically, these are kids, storyline wise, that are paying. Tuition to go to Chase University. When you go to college, you pay tuition. You have to pay money for the classes. You have to pay money for the books. You have to pay money for your dorm if you stay in the dorm. Some people get an apartment off campus. I lived at home and took the MARTA in when I went to Georgia State. During Perimeter, I just drove and parked in the parking lot. So there's different ways to work around it. Basically, Andre Chase was taking the money that was supposed to go towards the school and fund their education and was gambling and lost that money. And he has no idea how it got leaked and how it got out to people and how the family was able to find that out because they were the ones who ultimately blackmailed Chase U into getting that tag team title shot. And when he said how it got leaked, I'll never know. I have an idea. What's that? I think I know who leaked it. You think it was Chasey Jane? 100%. Ah, uh... 100%. Who else? JC Jane obviously has issues with Andre Chase. She's been using Thea Hale to rebel against them. The only other person I could think that would do it is Duke, but he's been such a loyal Chase U guy, because there were so many times where we thought he was going to turn on Andre Chase, and he hasn't done it yet, so I I think we're at the point where, if he's not going to turn on Andre Chase by now, it ain't going to never happen,
2: so I would be shocked if it was Duke, but but JC
0: James, I see that coming a mile away,
2: and I don't see Thea Hale do anything like that either, do you? No. No, nah, me
0: neither. I mean, even though Thea Hale's been upset with Andre Chase, I don't think
2: she would do him dirty like that.
0: Nah, I don't think so either. Thea's not a heel.
2: No, she is not.
0: But J.C. definitely is.
2: Of course she is. So I think it could be her.
0: Okay, moving on. Yes, moving on to the next match of the evening, which was the other Iron Survivor challenge that was picked <clears throat> by WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the
2: King Lawler. We have Braun Breaker one-on-one against
0: Eddie Thorpe.
2: Yes and no for me. All right. Uh, because one, I mean, I love Braun Breaker with all my heart. And so does Vinny. But why against Eddie Thorpe, especially when his either it's a shoot or kayfabe that his ribs are actually hurt. I was like, you're going against with bruised, hurt ribs against Braun Breaker. I'm surprised this wasn't a squash smash in the first thing where he just goes up, spears him one, two, three. I mean the match was good itself, but it just didn't make any sense why Eddie Thorpe was there. That's all I have to say. It could have been somebody else, but maybe they didn't have anybody else because he basically beaten everybody.
0: Well, from the storyline standpoint Jerry the King Lawler chose the opponent. So you gotta, th- you gotta think of it that way. It's not like Braun Breaker wanted to have an easy night and called out Eddie Thor. Jerry the King Lawler put this match together. Because Shawn Michaels gave King the authority to pick people. So Jerry Lawler booked this match. Jerry Lawler is to blame from a kayfabe standpoint. And I guess the reason they did this was because they wanted to show off the fact that Breaker is not necessarily there to wrestle. He's there to inflict pain and punishment. And Thorpe has injured ribs, so I felt, from a psychology standpoint, this match made sense. He's working over the injured ribs. Because, again, if you're wrestling somebody and they have an injury... What's the first thing you're gonna go for?
2: The injured thing.
0: Yeah, if someone's favoring their left leg,
2: do you go after the left? You're going leg? after
0: the leg. If they're favoring their right arm, you go oh, after the
2: arm. Not the left, right?
0: Yeah, or you go to the left and transition to the right. You do <laughs> something,
2: uh, but at
0: some point you want to go after that injured body part
2: because it's weak. Who did that? Was that Jim Cornette or was that Paul Heyman? Who did what? Who? uh I think he, you and Gator were talking about it like wrong fucking leg. You're supposed to go with the other leg. That was uh that was Cornette and Paul Heyman. They were having a feud
0: because uh, I think it was like a Midnight Express, New Midnight Express kind of thing. I can't remember what was going on there. But I remember they were two managers that had been feuding for well over a year. So at Great American Bash 89, which I'm sure will be a classic pay-per-view review we'll do at a later date. Uh, well, technically I'll be doing it. Zach, you're welcome to join me if you wish. It's up to you. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but the point is they were going to ha- come in and have this big manager match. Now, obviously it was a tuxedo match, which basically means it's like an evening gown match for dudes. You rip off the other person's tuxedo, shut them down to their tidy whities you win the match. Now, obviously, because these guys are managers, they weren't going to go out there and wrestle. You and we're going to see tackle, drop down, leapfrog from these two guys. But they wanted to have a manager fight. Even though they knew the ending was going to be tuxedos being ripped off, they wanted to fight like men would fight. But there was a match or a show they had before the pay-per-view where Cornette got knocked off the apron and injured and tore his ACL because he's got no lig- no tissue there. So it's very weak. So he had to put a knee brace on, which he would wear underneath his tuxedo and everything. And he kind of had a knee brace already anyway so it helped. So he took a bunch of gimmicks, which in this case means pills. Basically getting his hands on whatever pain pills he can get his hands on because back then wrestlers had a fuck ton of those in a locker room. So he got as many as he could just so he could at least walk to the ring without lip bank. He didn't tell anybody he had the injury because he was afraid they would cancel the match. And he didn't and he did not want that match to be canceled. Now at the time, Paul Heyman used to walk around with a giant cell phone. Like those old like those cell phones from like the eighties, nineties, they're like as big as your fucking head. Big as a, big as a brick. Yeah. Yeah, those giant ass things. I remember those. The old school ones. Yeah. So basically he was gonna say, take the phone and attack my knee at the beginning of the match. That way later on, when the gimmicks wear off and I start limping, they'll think you hurt me. And he's telling him this is the leg a lady attack. Well, Paul, in the heat of the moment, takes him down. He starts using the phone, and he's hitting it in his leg. And you, and if you look real closely, you can notice this. To the untrained eyes, is noticeable. Cornette, while he's getting his knee bash, tries to lean over, grab Paul, and he's yelling at him, other knee! Hit the other knee! So Paul panics and starts hitting both the knees with the fucking phone he doesn't know what the hell to do. Because he was telling him, take out my injured knee with your phone, so when I start limping, they'll think it's because you hit me with the phone, not because I injured it in the match prior. And they'll think he's selling. That's a way to work around certain injuries and stuff like that. Where it's like, hey, you know, my shoulder hurts, do this move at the beginning, so when I'm selling my shoulder later they think it's because of that and that's the secret to working matches is if someone has a limitation you can still work around it to put on a great match and that's what makes a great worker it's not just again knowing all the fucking moves, okay it's about being able to put on a show Whether you know all the moves in the world, or if you're like Goldberg and Lesnar and you only got two, you can make it work. Goldberg and Lesnar had two moves between them at WrestleMania 33 when we were in Orlando. Goldberg had the spear and the jackhammer. Lesnar had the F5 and the German suplex. They used those two moves to put on a five-minute classic. And that was all the time they needed. That's all the time they needed. And it blew the fucking roof off the place with just two moves apiece. Yep, that's true. So don't tell me you need to know 50 fucking moves to put on a match. That's true as well. And that's what they did here. He just took out the ribs, hit gut busters. He's trash talking him. Thorpe eventually fires up and he's landing German suplexes and doing everything else. He lands a snap German suplex, immediately clutches his ribs. He's selling. Breaker pops up through his feet, cuts him in half with the spear. And it's over. Because that spear to his already injured ribs, he's
2: fucking done. So... I crunched when I saw that. I was like, yeah, somebody's had broken ribs before. I'm like, fuck that, no, fuck that, no, fuck that, no. Exactly. Oof.
0: You you know how painful that is. Oof. So, Yeah breaker just demolishes this guy because again braun breaker is not a tackle drop down leapfrog hip toss kind of wrestler he's a fucking
2: brawler who's gonna beat your ass he is the asshole dog face gr- uh, rick steiner's son he is a steiner he's yes. not a flippy dippy dude he's a fucking steiner
0: well here's the thing he's got all the skills of both his father and his nephew oh yeah and his he uncle an
2: Uncle, fuck it <laughs> His father and his uncle. That, sorry, that, he's that, the nephew. That 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 <laughs> <laughs> would you know, be kind of weird. I'd have to go back in the bouse of time to do that. Okay. Kinda remi- it kind of reminds me of that scene in Osmosis Jones
0: when the girl gets off the bus and, you know, he's like, it's okay, I'm her niece. It's like, no, it's she's your niece, dude. Whoa. Like he fucked it up. But it was funny. Yeah, it was. So anyway... We cut to the backstage area, and we see Trick and Melo in the back. So they're basically talking about the video that we all saw Mm -hmm. with Lexus King. So now they're both in agreement that Lexus King is their target because he attacked Trick Williams, and he cost Carmelo the Iron Survivor Challenge. So Melo wants revenge. Now Trick's saying, look, I'll deal with Lexus King later. His time, that time will come. Right now, I got to set my sights on the prize. I got to focus on becoming the winning this Iron Survivor challenge so I can become the NXT champion. And
2: Melo's like, "All right, fair enough,
0: but uh I still want to take care of Alexis King."
2: Uh I mean, they were just uh hyping up and find out the so-called truth what happened to Trick Williams. May, uh, maybe, cuz you've been wrong before, Vinny. Carmelo Hayes is behind this whole ordeal, but we'll, we'll find out sooner or later, why won't we? I think we're going to probably find out at deadline. of yeah. actually fully of what happened.
0: True. Although, now that I think about it, there's one flaw
2: in my theory. And of course you would have something to say like that. What is
0: it? Well, yeah, and I, and because I'm thinking about it, you know, and I'm realizing, I remember now, Lexus King cost Carmelo Hayes the Iron Survivor Challenge. If he hired Lexus King, why would King screw over Hayes unless...
2: It's part of the whole ordeal anyways.
0: It's a clever ruse to throw them off the set. Because by doing that, think about it. Carmelo, he wants the NXT title shot. He don't want to go through that damn Iron Survivor Challenge. Especially if he's on the verge of a heel turn. Because a heel's not going to want to get involved in shit like this. A heel's going to be like, I'm going to find my own way to get a title shot. I'm going to be evil. I'm going to be dastardly. I'm going to find it my own way. I can see him doing that. And it also can help. Because maybe, let's say, if he is behind all this, let's say Trick Williams wins the Iron Survivor Challenge. Let's say he beats either Dragunov or Baron Corbin. Depending on who wins between them a deadline, and becomes the NXT Champion. That's when Melo can reveal the
2: master plan, and they can feud for the belt. Tom can only tell there, Mr. Vinny Bucci.
0: Okay. And on that note, we're gonna move on here to the next match of the evening. Speaking of the NXT Champion, we have in a non-title match, we should specify
2: that, Ilya Dragunov goes one-on-one against Nathan Fraser. This was hard fucking hitting once, isn't it? This was some personal fucking shit. And wanna know why it's personal shit, Vinny? Once again, psychology. psychology. Did I do that right again? I don't know. What What about this was psychology? I mean, um, I mean psychology, because uh, Frazier was running his dick liquor towards Dragunov about his family. So Dragoff came out there. Oh, you want to talk shit about my family? All right, motherfucker. And as soon as he, uh, Nathan really told him, he kicked him in the face. And I was like, yeah, this is personal. But the only entertaining thing about this was Dragunov because he was pissed. Nathan Fraser, he was just going all over. Over the place, there was too much going on with him, but at in the end, he gets power bombed by Dragonoth, hits two S bombs, and try to pin him. He goes, Stands up, he goes, Uh uh-uh. uh, no, 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 basically, and then hits another ace bomb, what hits one, two, three, four to the wind, and even try to help him up. Do you try to do that? I don't believe so. You no, know, he stuck out his hand.
0: Okay, maybe he was after that, maybe he was just trying to make a point or whatever, because sometimes baby faces are like that, but. Uh, there is one thing I have to respectfully disagree on. Which is? What you described was not psychology. Oh, it wasn't? That was storytelling. Oh, okay. you are telling the story of what happened. You know, psychology is like the in-ring psychology of the match, you know. And I don't know really what the psychology was here other than Dragonov being pissed off and wanting to kill. But it was more like, this is more storytelling, what you described. But overall, it, like you said, it was a hard-hitting match. It was hard-hitting. It was violent as shit. Oh, yeah. And Dragunov... Clearly, clearly was out for blood. And he got the blood that he was searching for. He beat him to a... till he was nothing. (laughs) And literally hit the H-bomb. Then hit two more before finally pinning Fraser. Because he wanted to make the point, don't talk about my family. And don't fucking judge my decision. And then, of course, after that, Baron Corbin shows up on the screen and basically tells him... You know, the NXT title is all you have. The NXT title is the only thing I need. And he said, after deadline, you will have nothing left. And me, I'll have everything.
2: Loved it. <laughs> I fucking loved it because it proves that Baron Carm is being a fucking badass fucking heel. Only one problem. What's that? He still needs to lose the gut. It'll go in It'll time. It'll go. I was like, if you lose that gut, I'll maybe keep a fucking white... A beat her on, like, like or something. But, yeah, but, yeah, well, I'm eager to see what happens at deadline, and I want to see Baron Corbin walk out with the title. I think it's time for him to have some real solid gold.
0: Yeah, it's been a while since he's held the championship, and I think he's ready. Plus, it'll be the thing that completes
2: the transformation that they've done with Baron Corbin. Yeah. If he doesn't win on deadline, that, watching that would be bad because, um, I invited somebody to watch Deadline. Can I talk about this? Sure, go, go ahead. ahead. Alright, guys. I invited Gated Ricky Ross to come uh to watch uh, Deadline. If he can't or if he even shows up. But, again, I talked about last night. He's like, you invited me. Alright, Vinny didn't, didn't invite me. You did. So if this Deadline sucks, I'm cussing you the fuck out and I'm gonna go like, okay. You know what? I'm gonna do a little quote from, um, courtesy of Brad Pitt and Glorious Bastards. I'll get chewed out, but fuck it. I've been chewed that before
0: it's gonna be a lot
2: more than an
0: ass chewing if this match sucks cause you see, ladies and gentlemen, this is Gator Ricky Ross and I just want to say, I was enjoying my retirement, I was happy to be away from the show, don't get me wrong I know all the fans of the cast of boots. they love to see Gator, they want lots of Gator cause I'm Gator Ricky motherfucking Ross but what y'all need to understand is I hate modern wrestling, it, it really hurts me, it makes me want to throw things, it makes me cry, I, 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 li- I like to deal with happy things, you know, like the old old school wrestling like real southern wrestling because that's the real wrestling ladies and gentlemen what i see on here that's not wrestling <laughs> this is fucking garbage and i had to sit through all of the aews and i was very mad at uh mr peter ready for making me watch aew even though aew was my idea from the beginning to take that spot over but um i was still mad I know. I don't know. I feel like that maybe... I guess is what they call the youngins called gaslighting. Uh, I think I was gaslighting Mr. butcheretti a little bit. Um, but anyways, uh, I do watch the NXTs from time to time, and some of this shit makes me want to throw things. But I was invited to be part of Deadline, so I, Gator Ricky Ross, will be part of Deadline. Also... Make sure on Christmas Day you tune in as well for the Gatorland Christmas Spectacular Part Two: The Gatoring. I'll be doing that as well, and then after
2: that, I go back to my vacation. Okay, yeah, for my purpose, for my vacation, this is uh, Vin, I'm just exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm like. Okay, you done? You got any more? Yeah, take the ass chewing like a man. I have had, I I, I take, I've been to military schools, I've been to military camps, I've been to jail. Okay, you don't think I could take an ass chewing? For fuck's sake, my mother is a fucking former soldier and and an Irish woman. Okay, You don't think I take ass chewing? I live in the fucking south. I take ass-chewings. Okay. So go ahead. Do your worst. Because nine times, I'm out, out of ten, I'm going to fucking ignore you. So have a great day. Go back to the basket. Enjoy your retirement. Well, first of all, I need to clarify
0: something because earlier you were mentioning jail. This is not the type of ass-chewing <laughs> that you got from a cellmate while everybody was asleep. This is actual ass-chewing <laughs> where I'm going to verbally eviscerate you. you if this pay-per-view is the drizzling shits. Well, hopefully it's not the drizzling shits. Yes. So I am the Gator, and I'll see you later. Goodbye. Thank fucking God. All right. So anyway, after all this, Jesus, you two. Uh, so we cut to the backstage area, and we see um, Lyra Valkyria. She's basically uh, celebrating uh, the fact that she uh, successfully defended her title against Zaylee. We then find out because uh, Fallon Henley wants the shot at the title, but we also find out something interesting that we didn't know before, which is what that there's going to be. Two Fatal 4-Way matches next week on NXT. Really? Yes. They're basically last chance matches. Basically,
2: the four men
0: and the four women who lost their matches in the Iron Survivor qualifier are going to face off in Fatal 4-Ways. Whoever wins the Fatal 4-Way gets the final spot in the Iron Survivor Challenge. So all the losers
2: will fight amongst themselves. One of them will walk out
0: with the victory.
2: We'll see what happens there. I really do not care, but I should care, but I don't. Moving on.
0: Well, next we hear about Joe Gacy, who's basically saying that... You know he's talking about you know his worst being his worst enemy. People thinking he is beneath
2: them, and the whole time he's cutting this promo, he's underneath the fucking ring. You could tell by the um, NXT logo on like, his heel. He's under the fucking ring. I Dude, didn't notice it at first until you?
0: I started hearing all this construction shit, and apparently they were putting the ring together while he was underneath it. So he's under. He's been underneath the ring since the start of the fucking show, which is weird. Because
2: not since Hornswoggle Has anyone really spent a lot of time
0: Underneath the ring
2: Yeah I mean I don't know what's going on with Joe Gacy I think he's got screw loose screws in the head Sounds like he needs to go be put in a straitjacket With happy pills in the padded room Yes
0: And on that note we're going to move on here Oh for fuck's sake To the next match of the evening No We got Ariana Grace One on one again
2: Carmen Petrovic Nope not doing it Nope I'm not doing this. Nope. You can't make me. I'm not doing this. Nope. I cannot do this. Nope. Dip. 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 Zach, do your job. No. Do your job. No. You want to ride home? This match sucked. I do not I honor it. A great, uh, whoever this person is and this filler, this was fucking filler to me. Take it away, Vinny. Because I almost fell asleep. This is what I was doing on my phone because I waited to load it up on that special. I was like, skip, 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 skip. Bullshit move. Skip, 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 skip. You suck. Skip, 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 skip. No. Take it away. Fucking no okay Zach is right about
0: one thing this was
2: definitely filler
0: they were trying to sell this off as basically a beauty queen versus a martial artist you know oh yeah she's won all these beauty pageants but she's no match for my third degree black belt alright look I understand a third-degree black belt is the highest achievement in karate, and I respect anyone that's able to win a third-degree black belt. I really am. However, in professional wrestling, sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it, if you are going to use a karate gimmick and you want to be taken seriously with that karate gimmick, why would I believe that you have anything less than a third-degree black belt? Seriously, if it's the highest achievement in karate and you're going to create a gimmick, why would you do it? The only other reason would be if you're going for a comedic gimmick and you come out with a white belt. Now, some people, now I know there's some snowflakes that are like, well, Vinny, why does the white belt got to be comedic? Well, here's the reason why, my gentle dainty snowflakes. (laughs) Because in karate, the white belt is the first belt you get. White belt literally means beginner. Black belt means advanced third degree means you're a badass motherfucker i didn't make these rules blame who invented karate it was either the chinese or the japanese i don't fucking know which one okay i'm sorry i don't oh if he doesn't lose you china and japan cancel them i'm a nerd so anyway my point is they tried to make this work but nobody really gave a shit grace telling pedrovin to kiss her hand she tosses grace in the corner tells her to kiss her hand they're doing a bunch of stupid shit back and forth they're trying to have a match they're giving their best efforts. But again, nobody gives a shit. Then, no one gave a shit at all. Then during the match, Joe Gacy, who we found out before, was underneath the fucking ring, decides to come out and steals the ring bell and runs to the back. Why? Grace is all confused. At I one don't... point, Grace and Petrovic get tied up in the ropes. The referee tries to separate them. Grace does a dotting of the eyes, Great heel move. That is true. Hits her finish and gets the one, two, three. And then there's no bell to ring because Joe Gacy stole the bell. Next thing we know, Joe Gacy's in the crowd frantically ringing the bell to signify the end of the match. Why? I don't fucking know.
2: You're supposed to no? know you're better at this than me.
0: My guess is this. I guess NXT, Shawn Michaels, the committee, everybody involved in booking NXT, they kind of knew that we weren't going to give a shit about this match. They knew that this match holds no implications on anything in the future of NXT.
2: This is the type of match we like to call on the, on the bootcast. Pitch break. Yes. Go outside, smoke a cigarette. Go, go, hit the ball have a good time. Is it over with? Nope. All right, let's go oh, oh, up. Is it over? Is over? Oh, now it's fucking over. Yeah, exactly. Fuck's sake, man! I swear to God, I don't know who these two people. These honor a great disgrace character. I want to say this one more fucking time. She is a gimmick stealing fucking bitch. I got it. <coughs> fuck shake. This is how dude, you two women just make women's wrestling look bad. I mean, it is true. This was the only shitty match the win-
0: I've seen with the women this Fuck shake. The rest of them did very well. But Joe Gacy was probably there to make this exciting, but I would have liked to have seen him do this at a match where he could maybe set a, get a feud started or do something, or there's going to have Joe Gacy act crazy until they finally decide what the fuck they want to do with him. True as well. All right, moving on. Yes, yeah, so we're going to move on now to the next right. match of the evening. We've got Lexis King. versus Brooks Jensen with Briggs and
2: Fallon Henley. Do you enjoy this? Mm -hmm. Meh. Alright, 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 alright. Meh. 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 Which basically means I won't really call this another piss break but you were like okay, just get this thing over with and all the sudden Carmelo Hayes was he with Trick Williams or was Carmelo Hayes by himself? He was by himself. Comes out there intervenes and everything else and basically calls Riggs a fucking match. Did Lexus King... Uh, uh, cheat the win without the ref looking because I didn't see it. Did he do a low blow or something? Um, no. Okay. 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 He hit his finish on
0: Jensen for the win.
2: Yeah. Okay. What's so, his finisher?
0: I don't necessarily know the name of it, but basically it's a combination of Randy Orton's draping DDT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the crossroads that uh yeah. Cody does. Although the difference is when Cody does it, it's in he's inverted and then he flips through the crossroads Oh I shit! Basically he's doing like a
2: swinging neck break. Yeah. When Cody does it, he has to turn his face up. When Brian Pellman Jr. does it, A.K. Lesch's King um, does it with his face, the opponent's face facing down. Yes, like he's doing the draping DDT,
0: only instead of doing the DDT, it's like a swinging neckbreaker. It's like I mean, a draping, swinging neck breaker. I think that's
2: what we'll call it. And I'm sorry, Alexis King Brian Pillman, dude. You look identical to your father. Oh my god, how much he looks like him.
0: Well, yes, because that's <laughs> he
2: acknowledges biologically that he's Brian Pillman's son. But he has a point. I didn't know the guy who died when I was before I was even five, which still sucks. Yeah, like he said, I never got
0: to meet him. I never got to know that legacy. I don't have the same memories of my dad that everybody else has.
2: And to an extent, that's true. That is true. He's not being a dick. He's
0: actually speaking the truth. It's like I didn't know him. Yeah, but he's tr- but he the heel part is that he's trying to disrespect the legacy of Brian Pillman, which upsets a lot of wrestling fans and a lot of people who knew Brian personally because Brian Pillman wasn't necessarily a bad person, and we learned this when we when we did the Dark Side of the Ring episodes with him. Here's the truth about Brian Pillman. Shitty husband, good father. Exactly. That's basically Brian Pillman. He sucked as a husband. He was shit. But as a father, he was incredible to all his kids. He could have been nicer to his first wife, and obviously Melanie, or as people jokingly call her Methany.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. Duh.
0: Yeah.
2: She. Was a was a was a cunt with a capital C. Very much so. Or one one thing women hate being called. You know what that is? I thought you already said it. No. The T
0: word, dude. What's the T word?
2: Twat. I didn't know that was the worst. Oh, word. dude. dude. Ooh, see, I was told. Hate. See, I was told cunt was the worst. Cunt, twat, bitch. Or okay. Things. That's how it is. I I heard one one person one girl. Uh, Uh, call another girl twat and Ooh, took that girl and fucking hit her in the fucking face. Okay. I was looking at that. I was like, okay. And these weren't like skinny little females. These were some big black girls. I'm like, huh? Hey, what do you know? Dinner and a show. Yay. Well, that's exactly what you get when you see fights like that. Dinner and a show. And speaking of that, when I was drinking heavily, when we went to a bar, I never caused a fight, did I? No. No. And and people, what th- I bet you're a violent drunk, mean drunk. I was like, no, nah, I'm just annoying and annoying and obnoxious fucking jackass but violent. You know that You than not. You were not violent, but no. you, were, you could
0: be mean sometimes and you were a belligerent jackass. I was a
2: belligerent jackass. I'm at... I'm at <laughs> It's why, uh, it's why for years I would not
0: want you drinking around me.
2: The uh, only person who actually enjoys it is Elvis, to a certain extent. Yeah, even he got sick of it. After I know, a I know, point. I know. When so... we go over to his house or Desmond's house, I won't have a drop, especially when watching wrestling, because I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. And I get asked all the time at work, "Why don't you drink on the booze couch?" I be like, "One, I have to piss every five seconds. And so two, start slurring." And I'll say this quote one more time, and I won't bring it up again. When it comes to beer, I'm like Jake Roberts. I don't buy the fucking beer, guys. I just rent it. I feel so in that way. Yes, he's
0: obviously referencing
2: uh, Jake the Snake when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Talk about Audrey the Giant. God rest him. He is my drinking. Oh, my God. I looked up when it comes to drinking because I couldn't do what he did. Oh, my God. 106 beers in one fucking night? No, it was 48. No, it was 106. Ric Flair said that to himself. He took 106 with Jake
0: once. Yeah. No, but the incident with Jake, here's what happened. At the time, Jake wasn't working or wrestling at the time. Yeah, he, was, he was a ref. Started.
2: Well, yeah, he started off as a referee. Which That's the best way to run a business He said
0: it was the best way to start because you learn how to judge people, you learn how to read people, you learn how you learn things in matches. But they needed him to drive Andre around. And obviously they put him in a giant band because Andre the Giant.
2: So it's he, he chilled on the beanbag, didn't he?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, um Andre wanted to get some beer on the way to the show.
2: Beer.
0: Yay, he talks, he walks. Now, obviously, is that bad. It wasn't on the way to the show, it was on the way back to the hotel after the show. Yeah, yeah. so, and Jake's like, I'll probably get some beer myself, Andre, and he goes, Two cases. He's like, Two cases. So he's thinking he might want some for his room. So he goes and puts it in there, and Jake says, you know, after a certain amount of beer, he has to piss. So he's drinking and driving. This is back then. You could do that shit. Yeah. This is like like late, like early 70s and shit, or mid-70s, whenever Jake got in the business. But I'm just saying, it back then, you could fucking drink and drive, and everybody almost everybody did it. It was the norm. Before we finally realized, hey, this can seriously kill somebody and get you locked in jail, Tammy Sitch. And, and i heard about
2: that 17 years 17 years plus eight years of probation when she gets out and that's here's the thing though guys and um, i am a drinker many i know you hate it i love to drink you know i do here's the thing what you do don't go to bars you go to the store or go to the liquor store you get what you need you stay at home because you know it's a one thing two things that's wonderful when it comes to drinking what youtube Yes. YouTube and alcohol are great because you can watch old fight scenes. Yes. I watch wrestling, old, old wrestling matches. I, I put my headphones in. I walk around the room pretend I'm in a fucking band. Yes. Yeah. Just stay fucking home. You don't want to DUI. Somebody who's on for probation for four fucking years. I didn't, wasn't mine wasn't DUI. We'll get to that one day, but... Don't do it, dude. It ain't fucking worth it. It ain't. It's not. But I'm saying
0: so. Jake was drinking himself, yeah. but he was okay. And and everything. He had to stop a lot to go piss. And he hears Andre in the back going pop, 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 popping the caps. And he thinks he's fucking with me. There's no way he's drinking that much. There's no <laughs> yeah. way. And then finally they get to the hotel. So he turns to Andre because he thinks he has to help him. He wants to see if he wants to help him carry the cases up to his room. And he goes. Finished He's like You drank 48 beers <laughs> yeah. and he And he looks And he's like Oh my god They're empty And then he feels the bottom Because he's thinking This guy did not get up to piss He's thinking He must have pissed in the van And it was dry So he drank 48 beers And did not have to piss And that's why Jake said He felt so inadequate Because one, one
2: can He's stopping Every few minutes 48 beers And Andre's just like Yeah like nothing And, and he, he said ju- he was just A really really wonderful man A really good athlete And we'll get We'll get on to the, uh, On with this Like um I think what you and Dave said and, and Andre was a nice dude If he liked you <clears throat> Randy Savage I'm just saying I'm stating fucking facts dude Yeah. But I still love the macho man Who Come on It's a macho man Yes Snippity yes. Snippity the-
0: Snippity No That is the worst Macho man impression I have ever heard Oh you can do better huh Watch and learn uh oh, he's
2: getting ready. Gotta
0: have
1: beef, gotta have spice.
0: Need a little excitement. Snip into a slim jim. Ooh yeah. Do not <laughs> challenge the master. You mean the masturbator? Well, I'm that too. But... <laughs> Don't challenge me, my friend. I'm, I'm just fucking with you. You you learned a lesson today. Have I ever learned any lessons from you? No, that's why I don't know why I fucking teach them. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're the worst student I ever had. Hey, I'm getting better at it. Yeah, now. Jesus Christ, it's like dial-up internet with you. Alright, anyway, so Lexus King does in fact win this match in the midst of all the confusion. Now even though Teddy Lee is a heel, he didn't cheat to win because Carmelo Hayes came up, there was a distraction, Briggs and Henley pulled him off the apron because if he hits King, then King would win by disqualification. So King decides to take advantage of all the distractions and hit the finish, which is what anybody would do. So he didn't really cheat because he didn't ask for the help, or so we think he didn't ask for the help. We don't know. But for now, we can only speculate he did not ask for the help. Okay. So, on that note, no. we see Dominic Mysterio coming out to the commentary desk because he wants to watch the main event of the evening. Oh, for fuck's the sake. The Fatal 4-Way match where if Wesley mm-hmm. wins, he gets a shot at the title. If he loses, he can never challenge for the title again as long as Dirty Dom is still champion. So, in this match, we have Wesley versus Bronson Reed versus Cam To
2: the moon. Versus Johnny Gargano. No. No? No. So you mean to fucking tell me that these three other guys were just fucking there? He didn't have a number one contenders, none of them had number one contenderships. Only that palm tree looking motherfucker had it. No what, no, 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 fuck off. No what, what know what's going to happen if I go over there and hit them? Oh, you want to be a tough guy? You want to be a big shot? Oh, yeah, if I hit you so fucking hard, are right, some coconuts going to come out of your head? One coconut, da, that da da, 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 Two coconuts, that da, 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 da. Drink coconut that 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 This was pointless. This was stupid. Uh, forgetting of the show. Good start. Shitty finish. Fuck you, Wesley. Go back to the hall that she came out of. You fucker. Fuck off. That
0: felt good. Okay, well to answer your previous <sighs> question. Jesus. Yes, in fact, only Wesley was getting a shot at the North American title. <sighs> So it was a no more contenders match for Wesley only. Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, and Johnny Gargano were not competing for a shot at the North American title. Which obviously begs the question why the fuck would they even participate? Why would you bother to fight this match unless Shawn Michaels is forcing you to? Why would you participate? You get nothing out of this. Unless maybe they're hoping if I win they'll consider it but in order for this match to be more exciting they should specify that the other three guys would get a shot at the title at the same time though why would any of those guys want that belt back you're on the main roster and i don't want to degrade nxt because y'all know i love nxt it's the only show i enjoy watching although now that punk's back i may start watching raw a lot more often i actually watched monday night raw for the first time since the go home before wrestlemania 39 I only saw an hour and a half of it because I had to go to work, but I did see YouTube clips later, but obviously NXT is my show. I love it. But at the same time, if you're on the main roster, why do you want to fuck with any of the NXT titles, especially one you've already gotten? It does nothing for your career. Bronson Reed winning the north american title would not do shit for him cameron grimes maybe it would put him back on tv because i haven't seen cameron grimes on tv in god knows how long i forgot he was still employed which sucks because cameron grimes is immensely talented
2: very talented even
0: if you don't put a belt on him at least make him an opening match jerk the curtain a little bit for christ's sake this guy it should be on tv at least wrestling cutting a promo Let him be entertaining on TV, even if you're not putting a title on him anytime soon. And Johnny Gargano, I knew he wasn't going to win this match because him and Tommaso Ciampa are trying to rebuild DIY, which is why I was shocked they didn't win the turmoil match. I swear to God, when the Creed Brothers pinned them, I was in a state of fucking shock. Did your mouth drop? Yes, legit. I was shocked. I did not expect the Creed Brothers to win that. I'm glad they did, because I love the Creed Brothers, but I kind of felt like DIY deserved it more, because they're just getting back together. And everybody knows, DIY is an incredible tag team. These guys were great in NXT, then they split up, had their feud, their rivalry, everything. It looked like they were coming back together. Then there were call-ups and everything else. And Tommaso Ciampa getting injured. Yeah, and everything else. So, now they're bringing this team back together, because let's be honest... With all due respect to Gargano and Ciampa, they're great singles guys. We've got enough singles guys right now. We've got enough people vying for the singles championships. We need to rebuild the tag team division in WWE. We have to. And I think that that's where Gargano and Ciampa will shine the most is in the tag team division. Sometimes you gotta put people where they're gonna fit the most. And that's where they're gonna fit the most. So I knew Gargano wasn't winning this. Take him out of the equation. The other three had a possibility, but anybody with a fucking brain could tell Wesley was winning this match. They were doing this to kind of get people excited about Wesley and Dominic Mysterio at deadline next Saturday. Now, the NXT universe is certainly excited about Wesley and Dominic. And I'm sure if you're listening to this show right now and you're a fan of Wesley, you're looking forward to this match. Obviously, Zach is not looking forward to this match. And to be brutally honest, neither am I. Because I don't want to see Wesley with the title. I don't think Wesley is good. I think he's a glorified spot monkey. And he brings nothing of value to WWE. Nothing. This is a guy, you call him up to the main roster, he's basically going to be Ricochet Jr. There's nothing special about Wesley, there is nothing about him that says top level main event star. His promos are trash. He does not look intimidating in any way, shape, or form, and all his matches are the same. It's garbage gymnastics, wrestling. So you can Wrestling. Yes. So you can't get anything out of him. Not a damn thing. This is gonna be goddamn ridiculous. It's gonna fucking suck. Yeah, so this is disappointing. Very
2: disappointing.
0: Especially it looks like there's a good chance Wesley may be the guy to take this belt from Dominic Mysterio.
2: And if that happens, sir, let's destroy it. Absolutely. I the fuckers. Hopefully Gator will join us in the destruction. Yeah, hopefully he does too. Yes.
0: Absolutely, because I do not like the spot monkey shit more than anybody else.
2: What'd you think of this, Gator? Was it
0: bad was Th- it bad? No, it was sad. <laughs> Gator's not stealing my gimmick. Why not? The ginger stole all of mine. He has a point. So yes, Mr. Pitcher, ready? I will say it was sad. You did it wrong. I'm sorry. I don't sound like a sheep because Gator's not a sheep. I'm a Gator. Ready? I lead the sheep. As the honest reverend Gator Ricky Roush, I'm the one who leads the sheep. I am not a sheep. In fact, Zach, I would like you to join the congregation of the honest reverend Gator Ricky Roush. If I hit that water, it's going to boil. No, you don't have to touch any water. All you have to do is repeat after me, and you are part of the club.
2: I don't like where this is going.
0: Trust me, you will. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Just repeat after me, okay? Okay. Just say, I am a sinner. I am a sinner. I'm always going to be a sinner. I'm
2: always going to be a sinner.
0: And I will follow Gator because he is wonderful and awesome in every single way.
2: I'm not saying that. You must
0: complete the transformation.
2: Gator is cool, but he's not that cool.
0: That does not complete the transformation. He's, a, he's an all right guy. You are not completing the transformation. He's okay. Stop sitting on my gimmick. The way they sit upon my business.
2: Um, I can't help you there.
0: Well, not every soul can be saved. Oh, wait, that's right. You don't have one. I just wasted my time. So, anyway, uh, I will see you all at Deadline. Uh, you guys have your fun. Uh, I'm the Gator, and once again, I will see you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. But, yeah, this this was a waste Uh, of time. And then, of course, uh, just when we thought this couldn't get any more boring, Roxanne and Kiana James are in a brawl in the parking lot.
2: Oh, shit. I didn't see that. Uh, I did see the brawl in the locker room, but I didn't see that.
0: Yeah, basically they're now basically announcing because Roxanne and Kiana are both in the last chance Fatal 4-Way. Against each other? Well, yes. Oh, it's a 4-Way. That's right, it's a 4-Way. Yeah. And then the other two women that lost, whose names I can't remember off the top of my head... And then basically two other I guys who have uh, lost because obviously you know Eddie Thorpe's going to be in the last chance match, um, and then of course we have a few other people. Carmelo Hayes
2: lost. is too. Carmelo Hayes is going to be in the match. Yeah, the other two
0: people that we don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, off the top of my head, I don't have their names. I'm sorry. we're
2: too tired for this right now. Yeah, I, I'm well.
0: Uh,
2: well, you're more tired than me. Yeah, let's rephrase that. Let's. I actually, one of us is tired here. <laughs> it ain't you. I'm not tired. I actually here's the when you called me, did you do you know I actually wake up around nine nine thirty every day. I did not know that. I, I, I was like I saw you and remember how I answered the phone I was like you're not a hot looking woman you're you like, how are you doing <laughs>
0: yeah I was like Jesus Christ because I got off work I got off work at like 725 mm. by the time I got to my car it was 745 I had to defrost everything by the way I will reveal all of this details. if you remember Vinny got a job yes I'll reveal that in the next variety show that we do it won't be the next one that comes out but it'll be the next one that we actually sit down and record if we ever have time to fucking do it but I'm just saying that I literally got off of work Called Zach. Didn't know he wakes up 9, nine thirty every day. So I'll remember that for the future. Because um, at 9 o'clock, I would have been right in front of his house. I could have easily pulled up and just sat there and been like, Hey... Get ready, I'll wait out here. So I probably could have made this a lot easier. But anyway, um, yeah, so we have the last chance, Fatal Four Ways next week, as well as multiple other matches taking place. It's NXT's going to be exciting. It's going to be the go-home before deadline, and we're going to be excited for that. So, Zach, uh, this will wrap up uh, this recap of NXT. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me, and I uh, look forward to seeing you on the next one. I will. All right. Make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcasts. Podcast, Google Podcast and iHeartRadio and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite host of the site and follow us there. Or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com/slash TheBoochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, make sure you check out the male soap opera moment. Uh, we have our predictions for Survivor Series, and also. The recap of Crown Jewel kind of came out real close to each other, so make sure you check both those out if you haven't already. Be on the lookout for our recap of Survivor Series, the full recap, coming soon to the Boochcast Facebook page. Also... Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at TheBoochCast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell. to be notified when future content will be posted. I'm working on the Dark Side series. Everything's behind the scenes. Still got a lot of shit going on. Trying to organize everything. Get it out to you guys as fast as possible. Bear with us. But watch the content that's already up there if you haven't already. Also, follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. The Survivor Series watch party is still up there. If you haven't had a chance, check it out. But our next watch party will be Saturday, January the 27th for the WWE Royal Rumble. That's right. 30 man, 30 women matches. Find out who'll be main inventing nights one and two of WrestleMania. Most likely it'll be one title on one show, the other title on the other show, and I'm talking about both guys because I doubt the women are main-inventing this one. I'll be shocked if they main-invent any of those because I'm pretty sure I know the main events for both these manias. One's Punk versus Rollins. The other is uh, Cody versus Roman. Calling it right now. Uh, but make sure you join us on the Royal Rumble, which is the first stop on the road to, to WrestleMania. WrestleMania. And, of course, we have our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast Booking Battle and other special project in the works. And, of course, you can support the Boochcast by going to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is $0.99, cents, $1 per month. We have a second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than the Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9. $9.99. $10 per month. Same amount of money you used to pay for a W network subscription here in the United States. Ever since it's you the peak I got anywhere to put that 999. Say so 999, bring it over here. We got better content in the network and unlike the elite, we actually care about our fans are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option to pay with your credit card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money we raise. Goes back into the show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment, we used to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the bootcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believes they're gonna be paid for their hard work, podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the bootcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then If there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the recipe, good old Zachariah Scott, his ramen noodles, and continue our never-ending quest. And believe me, it never ends to get him laid. It is the quest that never ends. Yes, it it's goes on and on, my friend. friend. Some people started praying that one day it go away. But he'll keep it forever unless we find out he's gay. This is the quest that never ends. And until next time, this is Vinnie bucci a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then. Pizza, baby! Well, I see by the
1: clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye, goodbye, so long, so long, farewell, farewell, adieu, adieu, adieu. be good, stay well, bye-bye, keep warm, relax, and eat, take care, stay loose, adieu, you. of your, a la goodbye till when we meet again.